The following program contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Check one, check two, check one, check two. Ladies and gentlemen, be boys, be girls, be men, be women. Welcome to the Get Off My Lawn podcast. This is your host, Jay, a.k.a. JC, a.k.a. Jay Caesar, a.k.a. Law T, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Taliban. And that's where you can find me on Twitter, at Hip Hop Taliban. And today... This is going to be a special abbreviated edition of the podcast. Um, It really wasn't initially on the schedule, but uh, due to circumstances in the greater hip-hop universe, uh, I thought it was necessary to come up and speak on a few things. Um, But before we get to that, I just want to thank everyone for the incredible feedback on the last episode in which myself, East Coast Dre, and Professor Belk examined or began our examination of what went wrong with hip-hop, when did things go wrong, and who was responsible. And it's going to be a multi-part series in which we conduct this investigation and at the end of the day we are going to be pointing fingers at some individuals groups producers whomever uh, was responsible for taking hip-hop from what I and many others consider to be a place of uh, quality artistic expression and taking it off into some dark, dank side street uh, where commercialism and ignorance jump to the forefront. So the problem is trying to get those two guys with their various schedules and family commitments on the podcast at the same time and based on the feedback I think that 
the majority of listeners sort of enjoyed the interaction we had, uh, the contributions that each individual made from their particular perspectives. So in talking to them and trying to work things out, it looks like we're going to get to part two of our investigation uh, in about two weeks. So you can look for that. Uh, next week, we will have a new edition up and we're going to have a new guest co-host. And it should be very entertaining because I was initially sort of worried that after a few um, long-standing rants that I wanted to get off my chest that we would run out of topics and, and ideas, but thanks to Twitter and just talking to people uh, about the podcast out in the public, we've got more ideas than we have time to record them, so... Uh, as I mentioned on the previous episode, West Coast Dre, uh, my partner for the first few episodes, he's no longer with us. He might make some uh, guest appearances here and there. So now what I have to do is, for each episode, try to find a co-host because I don't want it to just be me and my opinions. I could, who wants to hear that? I think the important thing is to sort of have these discussions and these interactions that present different sides of the argument because I'm pretty uh, steadfast and stubborn with some of my hip-hop opinions that's pretty much how the hip-hop Taliban uh, moniker got thrust upon me but you know I like to hear from from other people, different perspectives. So, uh, some of, so it's hard to stay on a strict schedule for each episode when I have to track down co-hosts and work around people's schedules. So, I'm trying to get on that and um, to get off my line podcast will be will continue to be engaging and entertaining uh, as we look into hip-hop, treat hip-hop with the uh, respect it deserves for its cultural contributions and its artistic merit. But today, as I mentioned, this is a special abbreviated edition because initially I well, there was a lot of hype around the Straight Outta Compton movie, the NWA biopic. And so I go to the movies a lot, so I've been seeing the previews for months and months now. And I didn't have a particular interest in watching the movie. I mean, I'm not really a biopics kind of guy. But I especially wasn't interested in seeing this movie because as the release date got closer and closer and I started seeing the advertisements and the billboards I noticed that Easy e was there Dr. Dre was there Ice Cube was there but conspicuous in their absence 
were MC Ren and DJ Yella. Now, I understand that, you know, when a Hollywood studio has to market a big budget summer movie to a general audience, then they have to stick with the names that people know. And obviously, because of the headphones and the chronic and death row, I suppose, the general public knows Dr. Dre. Uh, because he's transitioned into films and TV shows and other um, entertainment uh, opportunities. People know Ice Cube. And then Easy e uh, see, I don't, I don't know how well the general public knows Easy e but I suppose the audience for this film... They know him, and that's enough. Now, the real hip-hop heads know MC Ren and DJ Yella, even if they only know them as members of the group. The problem I had is that, number one, I grew up, you know, during the NWA uh, era, by the time Straight Outta Compton came out, I was probably in junior high. So, so I was there. I watched them on Yo! MTV Raps and Rap City and Pump It Up. So I know the story. So because I know the story, I wasn't interested in seeing sort of the Hollywood version. And I especially wasn't interested in seeing a version that downplayed the significance of MC Ren. So then apparently uh, there were similar complaints either from Ren or I don't know the general public or something. So then they kind of changed the marketing of the movie and so on the billboards and the posters they started to have all five members of the group represented. So I thought okay well you know still. So then I still wasn't really interested in seeing the movie, but as I started to read reviews and hear people that weren't necessarily what I would consider hip-hop heads talking about the movie, including uh, my son, he went to go see it with his mother and godmother, and he was talking about it and telling me that essentially... The MC Ren character had a couple of lines, but really was relegated to a background support role, which infuriated me uh, from a hip-hop standpoint. But in looking at the entire production, you know, there's the there's the phrase that um, history is written by the winners. Well, apparently biopics are written by the billionaires and Dr. Dre and Ice Cube had a very uh, large role in the the approval apparently of the final script and the entire production of the film. Now, I figured that I wanted to come up here, I was going to be complaining, I was complaining to friends so I really needed to kind of be well-informed enough and, you know, suck it up and see the movie. So 
I saw the movie, and if you don't know anything about N.W.A., if you're just approaching it as a casual sort of, you know, yeah, I listen to hip-hop once in a while, then, you know, it's no big deal. You know, it was a good movie. Like, from a technical entertainment standpoint, yeah, it was a good movie. It was about as well done as that type of movie could be done. So, congratulations to the people who put that together. However... From a hip-hop standpoint, how dare they treat MC Ren like he's Jerobi or those two guys from the Black Eyed Peas that nobody knows. MC Ren was as critical, as key to N.W.A.'s sound as Ice Cube. And now we know that Dr. Dre doesn't write any lyrics. Easy E didn't write any lyrics. And any lyrics that he did write were subpar and god awful. So the majority of the writing credits went to Ice Cube and MC Ren. To a huge extent. I mean, just take straight out of Compton. We're going to totally skip NWA and the Posse. And start with Straight Outta Compton. MC Wren is credited giving writing credits on 7 out of the 13 songs. On Easy es album, MC Wren is given writing credits on 7 of the 12 songs. After that, when Ice Cube left NWA on 100 Miles and Running, the EP... MC Ren is given writing credits on five out of five of the tracks on that album. And then we get to Niggas for Life, or if you had the sanitized version, Ethel for Zagging. MC Ren is giving writing credits on 13 out of 13 of the tracks on that album. So, even if you're only looking at the albums in which Ice Cube was a part of the group. So for these purposes, we'll just say Straight Outta Compton and then Easy es solo album. Ice Cube and MC Ren wrote the lyrics. And of course, the DOC, he, get, he has writing credits in there. But the fact that MC Ren can have such a... Uh, predominant role in shaping the sound of this seminal rap group but yet in the movie he had a couple of lines here and there at least DJ Yella got some comedic relief he was cracking jokes and you know he probably raised his profile a thousand fold after the movie but even if MC Ren, okay, granted, he's not as popular to the mainstream. He didn't, he doesn't have any hit records outside of NWA. And as a matter of fact, once he left NWA, um, his uh, catalog is very much lacking in quality 
and in quantity. So I get it. I get it. But you would think that Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, overseeing this production, why would they leave him out to such an extent? I mean, if you're going to be making things up, and according to the people involved in the movie and Ice Cube and Dre and Ren, the movie's about 80% accurate, which, okay, that's fine. But in the movie, Dr. Dre comes off like some kind of anti-hero standing up for artistic integrity. And Ice Cube, he's, he's another one who's raised up and held held in such high esteem he's he's fighting for the the rights of the artist and contractual uh fairness which okay it's true but the way it's portrayed they really come off as you know guys you want to get behind so you would think like couldn't you have written one little scene where mc Rand does something where he I don't know, punches a cop or steps to a sucker MC or challenges somebody or does something heroic. Just give him a moment. But, you know, they opted not to do that. And again, the problem I have is in listening to discussions from people who are just sort of casually familiar with NWA, uh, They've come away with the thought that MC Ren wasn't as significant to the group or, more importantly, that he wasn't as talented an MC as he is or was. And that's crazy because I mentioned to someone that, you know, I didn't like the the fact that I probably wasn't going to see the movie because it looked like They were downplaying MC Ren and DJ Yellow just to focus on the people who were more uh, commercially popular. And this person, who will remain nameless, said, well, what did MC Ren do? What did MC Ren do? (laughs) First of all, he rapped his ass off. And I would argue that on the initial albums until Ice Cube went solo. Once he went solo um, on America's Most Wanted, Kill It Will and Death Certificate he would his lyrical abilities and talents um, really outshined anything that he'd done previously and I would say at that point he surpassed MC Ren in terms of uh lyrical ability and quality and substance and all that but during the time that they were with NWA and I would say even through uh the Niggas for Life album MC Ren was as good an MC as Ice Cube and I would argue I would put him in Again, keep this in context. I'm talking about 1988 to maybe 1990, 90, 91. In terms of gangster rappers, 
he was as good as anyone who was out at the time. And what we're going to do in this podcast, I know I've kind of, you know, gotten my rant out of the way. going to listen to some of the uh, tracks that MC Ren had a hand in. And it's basically just to make the point that he was not a character or an individual to be marginalized or forgotten about simply because he didn't have the commercial success that other members of the group had because he wasn't as uh, marketable as some of the other members of the group. That's not what I'm concerned with. And that is part of the problem now is that a lot of people have grown up in hip-hop where they determine the worth and quality of an MC based on record sales, based on shoe deals, you know, movie appearances, things that really have no bearing or merit in discussions about hip-hop and artistic quality. So, and to top it off, the thing that really set me off is that there was an article in USA Today, this column, this sports column for the win. Uh, What's this clown's name who wrote it? Chris Chase. And in the article, he was basically pointing out that in the movie, in the opening scenes that are in the mid-80s, Easy es wearing a Chicago White Sox hat, the black and white version. But that version of the White Sox hat didn't debut until 1991. So because it's a sports column, that's what he's pointing out, the um, the mistake with regard to the White Sox logo. And that's fine. But then this jackass at the end writes, Oh, and the biggest mistake in Straight Outta Compton? Implying that MC Ren was a good rapper. Really? It's... It's bad enough that... Ren got totally downplayed. I don't know where this guy gets the idea that they implied he was a good rapper. First of all, I wish they had implied that because it's true. And see, this is the problem. When you get people who don't know shit about hip-hop, talking about hip-hop, these become sort of the, the ideas that shape the opinions of the masses. And, you know, to most people, it probably doesn't matter. So what? MC Ren, most people don't know him. It's just a movie, whatever. No, it's not just a movie. This is this is ultimately, for the majority of people, going to be a part of hip-hop history. People are going to see this movie, which is wildly popular, and take this as the de facto definitive history of N.W.A., 
which, you know, to an extent it is, but it's not complete. And as a matter of fact, uh, on Netflix, there's a documentary called Straight Out of L.A. And what it is is Ice Cube produced, it's more of a documentary, it's part of ESPN's 30 for 30 series, and it's a documentary in which Ice Cube looks at uh, the Raiders when they moved to L.A. and the 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 way that N.W.A. adopted the silver and black and the Raiders logos and what that represented. And in that documentary, he's talking. They talked to Chuck D. Um, talked to different sports figures. And as a matter of fact, MC Ren is in there, and he has uh, more of a role in that documentary than he does in this film. And it's really, uh, I think, a better hip-hop document uh, to to look at in terms of the history of both N.W.A., uh, the use of the Raiders' silver and black imagery, Ice Cube even sits down with uh, Al Davis, whom he threatened to murder on a death certificate. Stop giving juice to the Raiders, because Al Davis never paid us. I hope you wear a vest. It's all about the L-E-N-C-H. Y'all know the rest. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he didn't didn't bring that up. The fact that, uh, you know, for as popular as N.W.A., helped make the Raiders brand um they never they never received any other than you know free starter jackets and caps there was no mention of any uh contributions to anything community related in in the city of Compton but anyway check that out it's on Netflix straight out of Compton so what I want to do here is get into some some of the songs that MC Ren was featured on and um, some of the NWA songs that he co-wrote. And in some of these songs, like the NWA songs that I play, you have to recall that if you hear Dr. Dre spit a hot verse, Easy e kick some dope lyrics, they didn't write those. Either MC Ren or Ice Cube wrote those. In some cases, the DOC. But typically, it was either um, Easy. I'm sorry. It was either Ren or Ice Cube. So, again, if there's some NWA song you really like, if you really love We Want Easy, um, then thank MC Ren. So right now, the first song, let's see, we're going to get into will be, and we'll start back with If It Ain't Rough. Check it out. Thank you. 
an ostrich. Groupies been waiting for this. Suckers been hating for this. You know why? Cause so many y'all relating to this. Jealous is how they're feeling intentionally. But then start to love it because I made it eventually. Pumping the music. I keep the music like pumping. Cause Ren ain't in it for nothing. I keep the average crowd jumping. Yo, you know the color. The villains in black. Always down to make noise and attack. So you better get back. Unless you wanna come with it and make your face like a target. And close your eyes when I hit it. You're screaming with fear. But it's with fear that you're screaming. You're waking up in a sweat. Cause Ren is giving back dreams. And I'm not scheming. I'm just telling the facts. That's how it is when NWA starts to jack. So brothers, they wanna scrap with me. The squeezing and sneezing won't last a lap with me. Especially begging to write some lyrics with me. I just snatch your girl to take a nap with me. Cause when it comes to Ren, it's no comparison. And if you try to be me, it's quite embarrassing. But I understand cause you're mentally slow. Cause I can tell from the jump you're too nervous to go. Look, it ain't rough, it ain't me. Of a food to select to give the victim the verdict. So, for the verdict, the victim slamming my vocals on a desk with the rest. Then I kick them, tell them they're guilty, and peep out the bailiff and get a new track of drums so I can play with percussion. Pumping it loud when I perform. Yo, you wanna play in my game? Put on a uniform. It ain't a rule in a book, you have to go by. Hey, cause when it comes to cheating, yo, you should know I put fear in the heart. Cause it's a heart full of fear. Cause what you hear in your ear is something funky and clear. The Hulk was incredible, yo, but Rennie was super, but now I'm ruthless. A civilian and not a trooper, but a soldier with the top ranking. Giving dumb material the hell with the ganking. So play like an airplane and just check. And keep your blood pressure low, cause I'm a threat. Cause if not, I'm afraid of the show that you're a sucker and you're too nervous to go. Set. 
that and much more So at the party, Ren is controlling the floor Let you step and do your dance routine It ain't a dream, my man, you're in a gangster scene With a feeling, doing damage on a 24 track With confusion to finish my conclusion A rhythmatic rhymes from a radio cat You can't take what I got, cause I'll be taking it right back Co-killing, you wanna know what it means? Definition, villain With the stupid dope rhymes And what you hear online, you can tell it's mine With a baseball cap this black that I'm wearing And a look that keeps y'all staring and wondering Why I'm invincible, but when you hear my rhyme, it's convincible I don't take no shorts while I'm constructing the ground That makes you all move around to my hell of a sound Girls rule on me like a diamond Yo, Ren, tell them what they do when you start rhyming I go to the party, I hit by hop the spot Walking threat, so when I'm on stage, I want quiet on the set. NWA, take two. Now to get started with my musical profession, the gangster all feeling in mind is in session. The way that I'm referring to this makes you move your butt, but don't stand in the days, yo, you should know what's up. Anyway, I keep the clapping along, cause nothing bad can go wrong, because the song is so strong, I'm like Toyota. Could ask for anything more when in WA it's cold rocking the floor like stupid, acting like a retard, waiting for a bum rush, getting to the good part. It tempts me so with temptation, writing my lyrics with this hyped information. This is just a section of my creation, so don't say shh with an explanation. Just look at the center of the stage where the spotlight shines. Well, you should have known by now. It's mine, unpredictable, keeping you extremely enjoyed. It's irresistible, meaning that you can't avoid. And while I'm on stage, just look forward to sweat. But after I rip it up, I want quiet. On the set. NWA take I could be loud as hell, think I will never quiet on the set. Yeah, I like that better. That's what I can do. I think I earn respect. And if I didn't from you, that's what I expect. Cause if it ain't rough, it ain't me. So who really cares how you want me to be? See, I'm just mean. Staying at the top of the pile and doing soft no tunes. It ain't my style. And this concludes our program. Jam. Now first, we take an average drum, give it to Drake, and the boy gets dumb, it's no secret. Then I sit alone at night, pick up a pad and a pen, and begin to write. All kind of lyrics that's promised to play, to make everybody say. They can be cold and ruthless, no question about that. But sometimes it's more complicated. Yo, Drake! You know what I want you to do? Now MC Ren is here working like super glue No matter what I do, I'm always thinking of you Cause I'm the pusher, supplying the fix And this jam so dope, it don't need a remix But I'm making obstacles of enemy traps To catch any MC with the weakest rap Crucify him in vain, like just for using my name The definition is pain, but that's the thing of the game If they try to retreat, I catch them one at a time Cause they're committing a crime, but still promoting a rhyme So, you in the back of me, just listen and learn Because you all get a chance, or maybe a turn of my assignment was to give a preview so at my next concert, I want to see you there Not sitting in the chair, standing on both feet With your hands in the air, now I'm about to jet out But I'll be back for next time Expect a more funkier track Deep down for your enjoyment You hear more percussion Well, lyrics are smooth To start some discussion To prove that I'm hype And you know that's best Now continue to dance Cause I'm through with the set Once again, 
MC Ren doing his thing. That doesn't sound like a bit background player to me. That sounds like a quality, top-notch, premium lyricist. And, uh, again, doesn't stop. We're going to keep going with what's up next. What's up next? Uh, something like that. Off the Straight out of Compton album. As fuck, because you was the public, you should know what's up. Confidence in the house was more than gold. It was a hit, cause it was based on some crazy shit. So a final conclusion has been permitted. Punks made us a target and knew that we hit it. But that was a part of showbiz. Hey yo, homeboy, what you tell him what your name is? Before the record is ran and for the street is filling. And strapped with a gat, it's more like Matt Dillon on gun smoke. But not a man of the law, I'm just the baddest motherfucker that you ever saw. See, I beat and then I creep. On a fool, get my blood pressure high, but still stay cool. Take a grave for the nigga looking up to me. That really had the nerve that he could fuck with me. Who was the man in the mask? Well, I was waiting to act. You know, a MC Red kicking mucho ass, getting respected, showbiz. Hey, yo, homeboy, what's up? What you tell him what your name is? Trey, the motherfucking doctor, bitch hopper, the sucker motherfucker stopper. Back with a vocal track, that's the fresh one. So now, let's get the motherfucking session going. Flowing, it's time. To start throwing rhymes, so keep in mind all the suckers I'm blowing. Cause I'ma start showing the time. Never saying I'm the best, I'm just going for mine. Unlike a lot of suckers who claim they're getting busy. When the records only make good frisbees, you need to quit running off the mouth. Stop and think before you put some whack bullshit out. It's not difficult, in fact, it's kinda simple. To create something funky that's original, you either talking about the place to be, who you are, what you got. About a suck MC. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Ren. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying, Dre, but you still ain't told him enough, man. All right, all right, well, let's kick one more verse right here, all right? Kick. This is portable, something to fuck with your ear. Ren and Dre will appear when the sound is clear. To fuck it up like we always do, and that's the trick. Saying some shit to make the bitches wanna suck our dicks, but it's the everyday thing. Communicating to y'all with the Compton slang. Compton's back in the house in your apartment, so open your door. By the way, so we can start it. Test the monitors and call this mic. Cause the way we feel, we're gonna fuck it up tonight. I got my mic in my hand with a hell of a grip. Bitches screaming and shit, now it's a trip. Waiting for the grand finale, or the end, or a stupid rhyme sent by Trey and Ren. We're like a kid, we get new shoes and go faster. Smiling like hell as we move past the suckers, the motherfuckers with the ego hype. When we're positive and they're on the negative type. And if you think we're about to quit, motherfucker, you ain't heard shit. Again, MC Ren doing his thing. And so in that song, he wrote it and then performed. Uh, he also wrote 
Dre's part. So it's just this whole idea um, that the movie gave off that MC Ren was not critical to to the sound, to the style uh, of the group. And I think the fact that I mean I can't I can't explain it. I've seen a few articles here and there where he's uh, you know sort of complained, but you know it's, there's nothing to do about it now. It's all done. So I'm gonna move away from Straight Outta Compton and the album. And after that album, then Easy E, his album came out. And with Easy E. He didn't write he he didn't write his own uh, lyrics, and as a matter of fact, on one of the uh, songs, Ice Cube wrote a line for Easy E, in which Easy E says, "Ice Cube writes the rhyme that I say." All hell them niggas from the WA, but so Easy E didn't write his lyrics, but he had a very distinct voice, that high pitched kind of nasally, whatever, but. He didn't write his lyrics. So who wrote his lyrics? Hmm. Once again, Ice Cube and MC Ren. So even if you're a fan of uh, Easy e you still have to give Ren credit. And perhaps there could have been a scene in the movie where Ren is, you know, hard at work with a pen and paper writing rhymes. I mean, they felt it appropriate to slip in a scene where Ice Cube is allegedly sitting at a laptop writing the script for Friday so if you can throw things in there like that to hype up Ice Cube and just to remind you uh, what he's done then come on give MC Ren his due respect okay so as we move to let's see uh yeah We'll check out a song from Easy E's solo album, Easy Does It. And the song is doo, 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 We Want Easy. And it's uh, based on the, uh, I don't remember, I know it's a Bootsy Collins song. And they basically use the same beat. And just replace, if you replace the word easy with bootsy, then uh, you basically have the original version of the song. But uh, for right now, let's check it out. We Want Easy, written by MC Ren. And the DOC is listed as a writer who also, uh, you know, really should be given some credit especially in the later NWA efforts uh, for his writing. And I think he did some significant writing on The Chronic, but I'd have to check the notes on that. But here we go. We Want Easy, MC Ren, the Diggy Diggy Doc, y'all, performed by Easy e
it Another example of how easy does it Let me take off my loke so I can see what I'm looking at. See what I'm saying. Bootsy takes off his sunglasses. Easy E takes off his lokes. So go back and listen to the original. Um, if you're unfamiliar, you should be. If you're into hip hop, you should also be into the old school funk, the James Brown, uh, Parliament, Funkadelic, Roger Zap, because. The majority of the West Coast sound was built upon that that those old funk songs, breaks, loops, everything. I think what'll happen is if you really start digging into the, the old funk, especially everybody who came off of the uh, George Clinton P Funk tree then you'll recognize a lot of samples and in some cases just downright bitten beats they just took the whole thing put a couple of drums on it and vocals so again if you go back and listen to and I'm pretty sure the name is We Want Bootsy but you'll listen to it and it's the same song so I'm going to just assume they were paying homage to uh Bootsy. But anyway, so as we move on uh, to 19, now we're getting into about 1990. So NWA, under their sort of umbrella, the DOC album came out. Now, the DOC did his own writing. He was incredible. And they mentioned in the movie that he was involved in a car accident and it damaged his vocal cords. So he was never really able to uh, rhyme the way that he did. So his solo album uh, remains, it's a, I would say beyond even a, just a West Coast classic. It's a classic hip hop record. Outstanding. But since he did his own writing, other than the grand finale in which other members of the group appeared, uh, we'll sort of skip over that. Then Ice Cube left the group, and they did 100 Miles and Running, which was an EP. Uh, they had a video for the song, and that was pretty much that. And then in, I believe it was 91, 90, is when they released Niggas for Life, or Ethel for Zagan. And on that album, by that time, Ice Cube had left the group and MC Ren picked up the majority of the writing duties. As I mentioned, the album has 18 tracks, 
five interludes, so 13 real, 13 songs, basically. And MC Ren is given solo or co-writing credits on 13 of the 13 songs. Now, I argue that the first nine songs on that album are as good as anything produced by in the gangster genre ever. Um, I'd put that up right up there with some of the stuff from uh, America's Most Wanted, Death Certificate. But now the second half of the album eh, kind of falls off and I usually listen through the first nine tracks and then switch to something else because it just it just kind of falls off. So, but those first nine tracks, it's it's interesting because after this album, uh, Dr. Dre leaves. He goes off. He does his thing with the Chronic, and on this album, Niggas for Life. You start to hear hints of what would later become known as the G-Funk sound, uh, which took a lot of the old Parliament Funkadelic tracks, the funk tracks, slowed them down, sped them up, but added those uh, those keyboards over the top and some of the sort of more melodic sounds that uh, definitely became popular once once the chronic was released but again on this album it's not as overt but you kind of start to hear it on some of the songs so what we're gonna do is check out a couple of songs from the niggas for life album in which mc ren was either the primary mc or the primary writer of the rhymes and again remember when you hear Dr. Dre when you hear Easy e spit something that sounds good they didn't write it and at this point MC Ren wrote it or the DOC wrote it so let's see the first song we are going to check out is <laughs> Real Niggas Like a hostage, yo, you should have covered your motherfucking head like an ostrich Deep in the dirt, cause you's a sucker Then your ass up high so I can kick the motherfucker Don't try to hang your best boy Cause my foot'll be so far up your ass, you'll get hemorrhoids Before you try to fuck with Ren, I put two in your ass and you'll be shit in size 10 First con, first serve, whoever's got the nerve Step up and get what you deserve From the word of a motherfucking hip-hop maniac, brainiac So what you oughta do is step the fuck back Now how the fuck you think the rap will last With your ass saying shit that'll set in the past Yo, be original, your shit is sloppy 
Get off your dick, you motherfucking carbon copy Falling deep in the drums for many a styles Is one of the reasons a nigga ran a hundred miles Cheating and out beating the crowd I kept seating But we motherfuckers biting off and they kept eating Styles that kept full of bull Cause the vocals were local in nightclubs And not getting paid in full And got the nerve to cuss Only reason niggas beat your record is cause they thought it was up Yo, giving what I gotta give, doing what I gotta do You don't care for me, so who gives a fuck about you? You can't harm me, alarm me Cause we're the generals in this fucking hip-hop army The niggas with attitudes, if you didn't know We blow flow and didn't move slow from the get-go Yo, title to take it Yo, fuck this shit, yell and kick the break in It's the real thing You are now Cause a nigga like Rand's only two steps behind ya Don't look back because you're shaking and all scared A nigga in black can be your scariest nightmare So sleep with the lights on, forget that the mic's on Don't step on the motherfucking stage without nights on Go see a psycho, and then you just might go Mentally fucked up when I'm in the right blow All these niggas with the jibber jabber But couldn't kill a fly with a motherfucking sledgehammer Gangsters and black are out there But only because, yo, it's the shit that we wear On my motherfucking dick But I'ma love it when you drop like a motherfucking brick So yo, step off, go to bed Cause if you're misled, you get a motherfucking bullet in your forehead Black, the good, the bad, the ugly, see? I'm on streetwise, nigga, you know me Rollin' with some real niggas, plan for keeps But you motherfuckers know who run the streets With that hardcore hip-hop rap shit Now how much harder can another nigga get? Trying to be like us, sound like us, dress like us Ashes to ashes and dust to dust So nigga, 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 please Since you own the dick, why'd you drop to your knees? Cause I'm a motherfucker that's out to kill Easy E, a nigga that's real Real niggas Straight off the streets of Compton Quick to get in your shit without a second thought And if your ass gets smoked, it's my bullet you caught So if you're talking shit about the niggas in black Bow down to the kings and raider hats They played out, that's what niggas was chatting One nigga left and they said we ain't happening People had thought we was finishing and done with But if you think about it, yo, we really ain't done shit Yeah, so cover your ears and wipe your tears And quit sniffing all over my dick for new ideas And when the new record comes, don't come like a fucking bump Act for fucking money to buy you a fucking trunk Y'all the dicks are four niggas, not one And when it comes to dicks, you don't even have one So brace yourself to make sure you don't get fucked up Cause if I let you slide, it's just cause you're locked up Don't come in my face again because I'm a floor ya And if you're a bitch, I'm a fucking And ignore ya, because my attitude's a little bigger Cause MC Brand is one of the real niggas Lost in the motherfucking world of madness Sadness, but Dre's just a nigga that's glad it Sucker motherfuckers like you, making whack jam Because it only shows you how dope I am Never try to ignore us When I'm expressing stand still like a full of rigor mortar Cause I'm a real nigga, but I guess you're bigger You can break me, take me, but watch me pull the trigger Dre's just a nigga with heart, a nigga that's smart A nigga that's paid to stay when others are scared to play We started out with too much cargo So I'm glad we got rid of Benedict Arnold Yo, N.W.A. Criticized for what we say But I'ma do this shit anyway Cause I'm the motherfucking doctor Never faking Yo, yeah, I kick the motherfucking break in It's the real thing You are now W.A. Straight out of motherfucking company Taking over shit in all of the 1990s Yo, Dr. Dre, DJ Yella, Easy e and I.L. MC Ren, yo And W.A. taking over this motherfucker, y'all Um, I think that speaks for itself 
But just in case you are remaining unconvinced that MC Ren has the lyrical standing that I keep trying to apply to him, uh, we've got another example. This is from the Ethel for Zagan, Niggas for Life album, and this is the title track, Niggas for Life. Die, nigga! Why your brothers and sisters using the word nigga, 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 nigga. That's all I need to talk about is nigga. You can do what you want. I think the lyrics just are a bit too harsh. I ain't no nigga. Fuck this. Every day come out your mouth, got to be a four-letter word. The way you talk about women is bullshit. What you motherfuckers doing for the black community anyway? Motherfucker, I got kids. I don't want to listen to that bullshit. Fuck the nigga! Why do I call myself a nigga, you ask me? Well, it's because motherfuckers wanna blast me And run me out of my neighborhood And label me as a dope dealer, yo And say that I'm no good But I gave a job so niggas wouldn't have to go out Gave up some dope in a corner so they could show out When the cops came, they gave a fake name Because the life in the streets is just a head game So therefore, to make more A 15-year-old black kid will go and rob a liquor store And get shot in the process He ate up a nine bullet knife, put no rest Why do I call myself a nigga, you ask me? I guess it's just the way shit has to be Back when I was young, getting a job was murder Fuck flipping burgers, cause I deserve a Nine to five, I could be proud of That I could speak loud of And to help a nigga get out of Yo, the concrete playground But most motherfuckers only want you to stay down But I'm a smart motherfucker, you see One of the best producers in the rap music industry Getting paid like a motherfucker A young brother that don't give a fuck about another Yeah, why do I call myself a nigga, you ask me? Because police always wanna harass me Every time that I'm rolling They swear up and down that the car is stolen Make me get face down in the street And throw the shit out my car on the concrete In front of a residence A million white motherfuckers on my back like I shot the president Why do I call myself a nigga, you ask me? Because my mouth is so motherfucking nasty Bitch this, bitch that, nigga this, nigga that In the meanwhile my pockets are getting fat to say the shit here Making more in a week Than a doctor makes in a year So why not call myself a nigga It's better than pulling a trigger And going up the river And then I get called a nigga anyway Broke as a motherfucker and locked away So, to cut out all that bullshit Yo, I guess I'll be a nigga for life I love the two niggas. 
Nigga, this nigga, that The actual fact is that I'm black And bound to extract the attention of another I mean the other But I'm a motherfucker that'll have him run for cover You see, I don't give a fuck about nothing Except getting paid, getting bitches and issuing stitches Which is all needed to read it and find a rhyme And then it's time to say The nigga's here to stay But what about the fake niggas, the house niggas They get paid quick, they gotta suck a fat dick But M.W.A. is out of your motherfucking range We ain't gonna change a motherfucking thing I call myself a nigga cause my skin won't lighten I call myself a nigga cause the shit that I'm writing Hypes me, hypes other motherfuckers around me And that's the reason why they wanna surround me And ask me, why do I call myself a nigga, bro? Ain't none of that fucking business cause I let the trigger go So get out my presence and get out of my sight Cause MC Ren is a nigga for life, yeah you die. If you're a poor nigga, you're a poor nigga. If you're a rich nigga, you're a rich nigga. But you never stop being a nigga. And if you get to be educated, you're just an educated nigga. He's a nigga, she's a nigga, we some niggas, wouldn't you like to be a nigga too? And so I think it goes without saying, but I'd better say it anyway, that we're discussing NWA. So the the language, the topics, the subject matter, we already know what that's going to be, so... And my arguments about MC Ren as a quality lyricist and writer and performer who did not deserve to be marginalized in the NWA biopic, I'm not necessarily endorsing all of the content, but in the context of this gangster rap genre, um, in the context of hip-hop, as I've mentioned before, I don't agree with everything that every MC spits and rhymes about, but if there is, if it's done in a way in which there is obvious artistic uh, merit, I keep going back to that, then I can take it, whatever's being said, whatever's being played, and examine it from an artistic standpoint. Now, um, we'll get into a little bit of that after this next song, but this next song is Appetite for Destruction, and I believe... This is the song. It it may or may not be. I haven't I haven't uh, listened to this in a minute, but this may be uh, one of the songs where you kind of get the uh, preview of what would later come to be known as the G Funk sound. So again, MC Ren uh, with the writing credits on this. Let me see. Yeah, 
MC Ren, uh, the DOC has some writing credits, and Cocaine, which I'd totally forgotten about him, but he was forgettable. Uh, this is the only song in which he also had uh, a writing credit, but we will check it out. This is Appetite for Destruction, N.W.A. Wasting and tasting the blood Letter, I heard it when she screamed the drop Cause the sun caught the slug Relay this to no choice And listen to the straight up man Before they ban the voice While I ride to the rhythm of a pop Remember the first nigga to run Is the first to get shot Whoever said that what I say And portray is negativity Need to come kick it in the city with me And find the black and crack In fact, they take that shit back Cause they don't wanna fuck with that There's too many niggas to try to calm If motherfuckers could get it Nobody would fuck with it Appetite for destruction For him to get a bit more shit He gotta commit Murder in the first degree of manslaughter Taking the life of his wife and young daughter A whole city of bitches that look sucked up And the niggas is killing it straight fucked up Whoever said what I'm saying for greed Then I ain't even what they trying to feed My appetite for destruction You guys know who I'm talking to Appetite is tremendous, so I'm gonna spin this Track with some violence because they asked me to end this Some trouble at a club cause I was nausy A nigga tried to take advantage because of the kamikaze He took a swing from my head, thought I was faded Start running for the door, but the fucker never made it The sound of the nine went bang And all over the wall was his motherfucking brain Cause I'm a nigga you can't sleep on So set the alarm, cause I hit like a motherfucking bomb I do damage with a nine in my hand But the average nigga that don't know me don't understand I'm from the streets, so therefore, you know I don't care for A sucker that ain't down with the real niggas, the niggas, the niggas Yo, and that's the way this shit gotta go And even so at any time that the nine wanna leave I got a 38 hitting up the sleeve And it's ready to go to war, cause that's what it's here for I shoot down a million niggas and shoot one more and that's a million and one that couldn't hang with the appetite Cause they wasn't rapping right, so I had to destroy Whoever was standing in my presence For fucking up the essence appetite for destruction Cops put a hurting on your ass, man, you know They really degrade you, white folks don't believe that shit Don't believe cops degrade you Oh, come on, those beatings, those people are resisting a rap Check it out, y'all, in the house, y'all So I can show and flow and let the people know So won't you ease on down to the yellow brick road to Compton But first, let me show you something I possess the ticket commandments of the hip-hop thugs And there you have it. That is 
just a sampling from the NWA catalog uh, that you know I pulled to prove my point that MC Ren is not a marginal character. If you're unfamiliar with NWA and your first real introduction to them or to their backstory is through the movie, make no mistake, MC Ren was as fundamental and critical a part and person in shaping the sound of NWA as Ice Cube, as Dr. Dre, and Easy E. I mean, clearly he had a role, but the sound, his, his voice was distinct, but a distinct voice with garbage lyrics behind it. Um, and you have any number of rappers who have come and gone who nobody remembers or cares about. Um, so it was just a glaring, glaring omission that as a person who takes his hip-hop seriously, I found um, offensive. And the fact that Ice Cube and Dr. Dre let it happen is a head-scratcher. But, you know, like I said before, history's written by the winners and biopics are written by the billionaires. Um, and to that, the most, now artistically, the most glaring omission was the downplaying of the role of MC Ren. Socially, the most disturbing aspect was the total whitewashing of Dr. Dre beating women and... Now, I'd heard rumors about him beating up uh, Michelle and later Terry B. And I think since the movie has come out, they have written op-eds and opinion pieces and done interviews in which they spoke about the abuse they suffered uh, at the hands of Dre. But the incident that I definitely knew about and that everyone of a certain age knew about was when he beat D Barnes uh, the host of a rap video show Pump It Up uh, basically she was beaten because in a segment that ran uh, in which she did an NWA interview in post production or at whatever point that the interview was played there were also either comments or something from Ice Cube. And at the time, the Ice Cube had left the group and they were, you know, dissing each other and battling and fights ensued when they would come across each other. But Dr. Dre cornered D. Barnes and at a party in a bathroom, I believe, and proceeded to beat her for the content of the uh, interview and that that aired on Pump It Up, which was it was sort of a a poor man's 
Yo MTV Raps, for those who don't know. It was just a, a video show that came on uh, late nights, and I used to watch it, and I remember when the whole thing went down, and this is before the internet, so it was reported in magazines, and um, it, it wasn't anything that people were not aware of. So the fact that they skipped over that in the movie just let you know how much control Dr. Dre wielded because this was not a minor incident in the scope of hip-hop. I mean, he, he beat this woman, a popular host of a nationally syndicated television program. And again, because there was no internet, the way that most hip-hop fans back then were introduced to new artists and music and interviews was MTV with the OMTV Raps, Rap City on BET, and then Pump It Up. Now, there may have been some other local hip-hop shows here and there, but for the most part, those were the big three in that order, with Yo! MTV Raps far and away being the largest and most significant. But then Rap City came up, and Pump It Up never reached the, the level and the heights that uh, the, other, the other two did. But nevertheless, I used to watch it, and the fact that Dre beat this woman, uh, they, I believe they settled out of court, but it's not, it's not like the, the facts of the incident are in dispute. And to that end, I found a clip, um, and before I get to that, you can read D, D Barnes' account of what happened and other interviews with Michelle A and Terry B in which they recount their experiences uh, at the hands of Dre. And since then, with you know Dre being associated with Apple and Apple being the you know richest company in the world and uh, sort of the high-profile nature of their association with Dre, Dre eventually released a statement in which he apologized for uh, abusing women in the past. I think he used the phrase, women I've hurt, and he mentioned that, uh, oh, that was, I was a young man, that was 20 years ago, and I wasn't uh, in my right state of mind, I was drinking too much, and this and that, blah, 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 blah. The problem is that it comes across as simply a PR move at this point, and the fact that it was left totally out of a movie in which he's made out to be some kind of ghetto superhero is, you know, highly questionable, so you know, people out there can take his apology, you know, for what it's worth or for whatever they, however they want to take it. Me, personally, I find it a bit insincere, late, and lacking. Um, But for anyone who wants to sort of dispute this, now is where I have to, I've been heaping praise on MC Ren, but in this clip, that I found from uh, MTV News where they're talking about the incident. They talk about the incident and then they cut to 
an interview with NWA asking them what happened. And MC Ren basically co-signs on the beating. He not only acknowledges that it happened, but then basically says it's okay and she got what she deserved, which is totally disgusting and reprehensible. So let me be clear, like Barack Obama, let me be clear that while I do believe that MC Ren deserves artistic credit, just he deserves just as much condemnation for co-signing on the beating of an innocent woman. I mean, totally, totally innocent. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And um, I suppose because his role was so downplayed in the movie, he hasn't been forced or even asked to um, respond or retract these comments that he made. I mean, because he's so far in the background, I don't think anybody's taken time to even question him or ask him. Um, Had this tape, the same clip been out with Dre saying these words, then I'm sure we'd all be hearing about it now. But um, that's not the case. So what we'll do is I'm going to pull up this clip and you can hear it for yourself in his own words MC Wren discussing the beating of D Barnes In Los Angeles, Dee Barnes, host of the Fox TV rap show Pump It Up, is filing a civil suit against Dr. Dre of the hardcore rap group NWA. Barnes seeks damages over $10 million and claims that last January at an L.A. club, Dre assaulted her, grabbing her hair, slamming her face and body into a wall, and kicking her in the ribs. Barnes's attorneys say that Dre was apparently upset that one of Barnes' producers inserted her interview with ex-NWA member Ice Cube into a Pump It Up show last winter featuring NWA. The group and Ice Cube have become mortal enemies since he left NWA two years ago. NWA's independent publicist, Norman Winter, says, quote, I know Dr. Dre as a gentle soul, the loving father of a baby boy. I can't imagine him treating any lady in anything but a gentlemanly fashion. No comment from NWA's record label, but here's what NWA themselves had to say about the incident back in March. That's what she get. I hope she get it again. She got beat down. The, person, the host of that show did something that she knows she did and got beat down, and I hope it happened again. See you around, buddy boy. What was that, Ren? Huh? What'd she do that would... What did she do? What did she do that created the situation that made it that bad? Try to make us look stupid. Try to play us. Is that national TV? Try to play us. national TV. Try to play us in front of millions of people. It's not over yet. B. Barnes' lawyers say they're obtaining a restraining order against Stray, who they claim has continued to threaten Barnes, and that their civil suit charges him with assault and battery, inflicting emotional distress and defamation. In another rap incident... And there you have it, straight out of their mouths. It's just reprehensible. I mean, you can't 
under any circumstances see that any other way. It's just, I mean, horrible, awful, and ridiculous. And again, had MC Wren had a larger, more prominent role in the movie, I have a feeling that that would have uh, come out. But what we're left with is history, a biopic written by the winner. And, you know, when you're rap's first billionaire and, you know, Ice Cube is as commercially successful as he is and Easy es wife had to sign off on the script so that they could use the music, uh, they're going to wield a disproportionate amount of control over what is seen. So I just had to put this episode out because, you know, it was just, it's just wrong. And if there's no one to get out there and correct the narrative uh, about MC Ren's contributions to the group, um, and I know that the dialogue has been brewing online with regard to Dr. Dre's uh, abuse of women. And I just think that those two issues, those two, and let me not equate the beating of women with MC Ren being uh, marginalized in the film. They're not equal, obviously, but from the hip-hop standpoint and just dealing with hip-hop, come on, MC Ren had a role, and it's important that people who see the movie, people who are only casually familiar with N.W.A., realize that he had a role because hip-hop is largely based in oral tradition, and we're not really properly documenting uh, the culture. So it's really stories and information that's passed down from generation to generation among friends that will form the basis of what we come to believe and understand as our hip-hop history. So had to drop this, correct a couple of glaring omissions, and I meant for this to be a little shorter, but it's clocking in right around about an hour and a half, which is about the length of a usual episode. Uh, but had to play a lot more music than, than usual. So uh, just once again, want to thank everybody who's been listening to the Get Off My Lawn podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Just search Get Off My Lawn podcast in the podcast section. You can also go to theliberator.com, T-H-A-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O-R.com, and you can listen to past episodes, you can download past episodes, and on the site, you can also um, download the, the PDF that accompanies our hip-hop investigation episodes and there are also pictures and other things that we post there that you can download things that we reference uh, you can go there and see links to various articles and and such so i think that just about does it for me 
Uh, we'll be back up sometime next week with a new episode. A guest host will be here with me. Who it is, I do not know, but I guarantee hip hop won't stop. Get off my lawn podcast won't stop. So until next time, peace. Security is maximum, and that's the law. REN spells REN, but I'm raw. This right saying nothing but the END. So follow me into the sun and let your soul be free. The END, the END, the END, the END. This ain't nothing but the END. So follow me into the sun and let your soul be free. The END, the END, the END, the END. Peace! 5,000 G!